Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. When your coffee is freshly roasted and ethically sourced, it's music to your ears. Shake up the way you wake up the King's Coast Coffee. Welcome to episode 96 of Star Wars and Scotch. What? Why are you laughing? I was fixing my hair and I was like, watch, he's gonna, I'm gonna fix my hair and he's gonna do welcome to Star Wars and Scotch as I'm mid like fixing my hair. Just so you know, I didn't even have your camera up, so I did not do that one on purpose. I just naturally gravitate towards annoying you. Awkward, on yeah, a very minuscule situations. Good. Yep, I'm really good at that. But welcome yeah. to episode 96 of Star Wars Scotch. I'm Kevin with my co-host Tim, as hey. always. Tim, how's your week been? Busy. Busy. I I uh, I heard a rumor that you're going to be messing around with some other space magic this week. Oh man, yeah. There's space magic. There's Fortnite. There's merchandise box a lot of little me's and hats up i uh i i will say since fortnite is the multiverse we're allowed to talk about fortnite here um star wars in there i will say that um i am very close to my my vader skin i only have three more tiers to unlock and about 20 something levels so i'm proud of you i'm getting there and i got two more victory royales since since uh we last spoke so but now the SBMM is kicking in, and I'm getting I'm getting popped like you've been you eliminated. Play, number. I want you to come play in my lobbies for a little bit. No, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I like my lobbies. I'm very happy. Uh, I feel good. I don't care if it's a bot. I'm I'm enjoying myself. Yeah, the Star uh, stuff that's in there is really good. I uh, that's fun. I didn't realize they like. I thought they got rid of some of the Star Wars stuff, but I found one of the base camps the other day and got yeah, my it's blaster. The weirdest- it's the weirdest thing to have someone flying on a Nimbus doing a, a Kamehameha as someone else has Darth Vader's lightsaber and it's throwing it across the map. And then you've got Spider-Man coming through and Wolverine's over there and Superman they got and rid of uh, fighting. It's crazy. They got rid of Daily Bugle, though. They put like a pirate area in there. Yeah, so that's from an, that's from an earlier season. They're just like they're literally just throwing everything at the wall now to see what sticks. It's good. It's I kind of miss the Daily Bugle because I like bouncing on the spider webs, but... What are you gonna do? Uh, I'll talk to John Epic for you. Yeah, yes, Mr. Epic himself, Mr. please. Epic about about how unhappy you are about the Daily Bugle. If you could have that conversation, it'd be great. Thanks. I got you. Uh, I'm sure there's a licensing thing there as well. <laughs> um, but uh, as always, Tim and I are sipping on delicious Kings Coast coffee this morning. Uh, it is delicious, and uh, we're coming up on our fifth anniversary celebration at Kings Coast. It's very exciting. Um, and there'll be some, some cool things to look out for, uh, as we prep for the anniversary. The funny thing is, is we are already planning. The holidays are like mapped out. I had a conversation with Wayne about two days ago about something we're doing in March. 
Wow. Mm -hmm. Look at us. And for you Long Island folks, the thing we're doing in March make you very happy. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, are we going to do the zoo in the parking lot like we talked about? The zoo? What? What zoo? The, the petting zoo? zoo in the parking lot of the, the roastery. The two-way petting zoo? <laughs> two-way petting zoo? What do the animals you, pet you and you pet yeah, them? Yeah, you pet them, they pet you. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing ever. Uh, <laughs> um, we're going to get sued. I can't, also, I can't laugh because of my condition. Every time I laugh, I sound <laughs> like I've smoked eight packs of reds. His condition. <laughs> I got uh, fluid in my lungs. They gave me a fucking inhaler, Tim, an inhaler. Quick. Anytime Kevin laughs, you can. Can't. I can only take it every. You're like hours. so. Like you're essentially like two steps away from being Darth Vader. Oh, I didn't think of it that way. All I have to do is just push you into some lava and cut your limbs oh, off, and there you go. That's you it. Already have the Simple. inhaler. Yeah. So you're yeah you're good. So let's go to Iceland and we'll have a lightsaber fight. Stop it. If we if we had like that kind of money from this podcast, we would have already Do a done bit that. like that on the Black Sand Beach. Oh my God, would have been amazing. Have you seen some of the National Geographic videos coming out of Iceland right now? The the new volcano. Not recently. Eruption. Oh man, there's one where this guy like has a drone and he's flying it through the the eruption, and some of the uh, magma just shoots up into the air and melts the drone props as it's flying through. And you hear it go. This is trying to go back there. Wow. The shots, the shots amazing. Like you like it it cat the GoPro gets all of it. Uh but yeah, his drone. So is he getting is he sacrificing the drone to the fire gods to get the footage and then it's yes. transmitting it back to him? That's amazing. Yeah. Well he and he recovered it too. He got the GoPro back. Oh, he did get it. Okay. Yeah, it just melted some of the props on the drone. Wow. That's, That's cool. insane. Yeah, it was me. Did you see the guy on TikTok who was at Lake Como where which is where they filmed the Naboo scenes? in Italy. Oh no. And he went down on one knee and he said, uh, I know what I have to do, but I'm too afraid to do it. <sighs> and he gets down on one knee to his girlfriend and she's yeah. like, Oh, and then he pulls a lightsaber from behind <laughs> his back and he's like this in front of her and they start playing the sad music. It's hysterical. <laughs> she was so mad at him because she thought he was proposing. Holy crap. That's so good. I want to go there. I didn't know it was in Italy. Yeah. It's Lake Como. It's one of the most beautiful places in the world. Well, yeah. That's where Naboo is. All right, time to go to Naboo. I figured that's that you know that's on the bucket list. We have to go there. We have to go to. Um, I'm not taking the there. desert. Which anywhere. desert is it? Is it Morocco? Oh yeah, we're, for for Tatooine, yeah, it's in Morocco. Yeah, yeah. we got to go to Morocco, so we got places to go. Oh, this Things is really to pretty. see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. this is gorgeous. I want to oh, go yeah. here. Oh yeah, my it's gosh, beautiful. it's no joke, dude. Wow, is this is a lake. Yeah, it's beautiful. I could see. Yeah. Wow, I, it looks just like Naboo. <laughs> yeah, because it is. It is Naboo. That's so cool. Wow, that is the, the the Naboo. It's so pretty. All right, chat. You're 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 have to get us there. <laughs> Kevin, how can they how can they support <laughs> Star Wars? Did it <laughs> Son of a bitch. Sorry. <laughs> I don't smoke. Kevin's gonna be dead by the end of this. I don't podcast. smoke. I promise. I don't even. I don't even with with my 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 medical marijuana. I don't smoke it. I take it every other way. <laughs> <sighs> Only me. Only oh, me, man. So what else is going on with Star Wars? Oh, uh, I've been uh, been listening to uh, Shadows of the Sith, and very good. Where are we at in the book? Um, so we are at the point where Lor Santeca and Luke are on an adventure ah, to yes. find more antiquities. Did they and find the one antiquity yet? They found a broken um, Sith holocron, and then this guy uh, dug up a what seems to be broken Kyber crystal. That's the part I was going for. Yeah. So that's where we're at right now, and it's very good. I love this, like going back to Exegol Vision stuff. Mm -hmm. very neat also there's there's a um who's the it's not a not a chiss the um who's this girl that that is being possessed pantoran yeah she's a pantoran i was like plutonian i was like that's wrong uh yeah the pantoran so that's very interesting we have a pantoran character uh, did you um did you get to the part you read you did the reading for yet not with yet. Luke, I would assume that's going to be the next part that happened. You're very vision. close, then. Because I was like, there was a couple yet. parts where I was like, "Ooh, is this it?" 
and it wasn't there yet. So I was oh no, you'll know what it is. Yeah. Um, also, I love Lando in this. Oh, he's great. He's amazing. I love he's yeah. doing that. He's like he's he was counting cards at the Sabak table. That was so good. Very yep. very good. Yeah. Also, um, I feel terrible for for Dio. Yeah. OG well, yeah. That's Dick. That's why Dio acts the way he does in episode yeah, that's nine. That's why he's. That's why his PTSD is from OG. Poor little guy. OG's such a dick. I hate well, his voice. Yeah, and I love how like the, the whole the whole backstory with Exegol and stuff is really cool. Also, it explains. Okay, so they they're trying to like explain how they were building these these uh, star destroyers with with planet killer weapons that were like it was happening during episodes four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. So I like I don't know how I feel about that. It was like they already had the technology for the de- like the Death Star was this massive, massive weapon that they built not once but twice. But in the middle of building all of this, they were also building star destroyers that had planet killer weapons. Let me help you. So the star, the Death Star, at the end of the day, that was Krennic's project that Tarkin stole from him, and they had most of the control with it. Obviously, Palpatine could do whatever he wanted with it. Let's say there was a galactic civil war again, and Grand Moff Tarkin decided he wanted to try and take over the galaxy and turn the Death Star on Palpatine. Palpatine would be like, bitch, look at my world-destroying armada now. You're dead. He wouldn't do it. Palpatine or Tarkin? Tarkin wouldn't do it. Oh, no, I don't think so, but you think Palpatine... No one in the Empire trusts each other. We've I established wonder, that I numerous he was times. Doing, well, so, I mean, I guess, I guess that is definitely a part of, like, his, his inability to trust anyone. He's very paranoid. As most as, as most fascist leaders are extremely paranoid that their their people will turn on them, and Vader was already in the middle of doing that. Uh, he was building up his own droid army to fight Palpatine. So I mean, I guess like the thought of him building another another army on Exegol, but then like they talk about them stealing kids, and so that was a part of the whole First Order thing. So I don't know. I'm still kind of like I feel like they're trying to like fill in the gaps that were created in episode seven, and it's set seven, eight, nine by by like with this story, which I'm like I'm all for. But at the same time, it's still kind of like, uh, uh, really, you were able to like spare all these other people and all these resources aside from the stuff that you were already using to then make more. And these and this was way more than than what we were expecting. Well, this is less. This was more Sith and less Empire. So this was the cult. They were Imperial Star Destroyers. They, they were Star Destroyers. I don't know. I just. I, I still. I still like the whole idea of it being the Star Forge. Like that. That theory to me still made. It way can more still sense. be. It's. It can be, but well, not really. No, because they're talking about how there was there was the crews of just like drones, essentially, of these like Sith minions that were just building these ships. At least that's what it says in the book, right? It talks about how these, like, they were there on Exegol mm-hmm. building these ships for the Emperor or the the Sith Eternal. I love that they keep on calling him the Sith Eternal as well. It's very cool. Did you get to the part where they're talking to Ochi? Which part about what, like, when Ochi first? Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, that that's okay. that's way before you like get to like where I'm at now. Yeah, how they just appear and then disappear. Yeah, that's really neat. In space. Also, I love how they talk about um, like the healing properties of Exegol and stuff. Like that's the whole like the whole thing. Like if he can get back to Exegol, like he can restore himself, and it's very interesting. I love how I love Dathan's introduction. Like what he's been like, like how like they like what what he was doing on Exegol that whole time. Essentially, he was kind of just like surviving. Yep. On his own because I, he was. He, what do they call them? What he was? He was a. Um, why was he? Spared? I forget. Whatever. So he was a clone that wasn't like corrupt. They were like it, it actually worked kind of. So they, like they let him live. Yeah, because he wasn't like deformed or yeah, de- dead. And uh, so he uh, he got to live as his son. Yeah, but I I, I really like where this book is going. It's really fun. Like every every chapter is just like they keep on just like raising the bars a little bit. So you're just like, oh, I want a little bit more. Oh, just a little dopamine hit. It's just, it's fantastic. The the author I forget his name. He does a great job. Uh, we need to answer no, him on Twitter, see if he wants to join us after you uh, you finish the book. Because he did tweet at us saying, glad yeah. you're enjoying it. So yes. we, we got to answer having him. A, I'm having a great time. I'm getting like, I think I can get through like two, I get through like two chapters of cardio session. Like they mm-hmm. go, they go by pretty quickly. 
It's one of those long ones, though, like that High Republic one that had like 85 chapters. It's like one of those. It's not like oh, Thrawn. Oh, so there's a bunch of just tiny little chapters. Yeah, it's not like Thrawn with the 45-minute chapters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's why I'm like, man, I'm just blowing through this. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a little it's a little different. Um, uh, I, I can't talk to you about it yet. There's so much that has to happen. You haven't even met certain characters. Um <laughs> All right, we'll continue Tim's uh, progress through the book each week and and keep tracking it. Uh, so that's uh, I'm glad you're enjoying it though. It's yeah. only going to get better from here. It's one of those books that has no lag, in my opinion. Uh, it just keeps going and going and going and going, and then it hits a point where it's like you get your payoff. Um, so yeah, enjoy the ride. I will. We're, we're I 35 am. days from uh, from Andor. That's crazy, dude. Nerd, Nerd Fest actually started on Sunday because House of the Dragon episode one dropped. Ten million people watched it. Really? Begrudgingly, because all of us were like, I'm never watching a game of Thrones episode ever again. And then ten million people watched House of the Dragon. Uh, so you know what's yeah. crazy is that all those people bought uh they re-upped their subscription to HBO Max while HBO Max is like gutting their library and is getting ready to merge the discovery and like all this I, stuff. I don't know why HBO Max doesn't do well. They have the best offering out of any other streaming service out there. Easily. Easily. Um, The only thing that they lost recently was Harry Potter. That was a big hit for them. But aside from that, I think they still have the best library out of anything out there. Um, So, I don't know. But yeah, House of Dragon debuted. Uh, I like the new format of it. They're copying what Disney and the rest do where you can... It's live on HBO at 9, but you can also start streaming it after nine oh. eastern so danielle and i started at like 904 at our pace and you know paused it for a bathroom break and stuff but it's, See, that's so it's, good though that's what i yep. love about being able to watch stuff in your house yep no i i i i enjoyed the first episode um they had a cool lore drop in there that apparently martin added specific specifically to the show that was not in the books um that everyone now believes they might retcon the last two seasons of Game of Thrones and redo them because of what was said in this episode. It would make sense, actually. It's very wild and crazy. But anyway, Nerdfest has begun. We're already getting articles like, will Game of Thrones win out against Andor and ring some power? I'm like, oh, shut the fuck up and just watch all three. <laughs> yeah, because there can only be one. No, there can be more than one. Absolutely. Oh, I can't. I, like, I keep seeing these articles. I'm like, the other shows haven't even aired yet. Like, give it a break. I hate, I hate journalism like that. It's just so annoying. That's where we are, Kevin. It's all just clickbait. I uh, yeah, and I didn't click it. I just scrolled past because I was like, "You will never get my click." Because <laughs> it pops up in my Google News feed when I read uh, it in the morning. Yes, as you're scrolling through. Yeah, so you don't actually have to click. Um, but yeah, I think that's so stupid. Like, why can't I enjoy all three and be like, "They were all three great." It's like, no, which one did you like best? That's the thing. Which one do you like the most, Kevin? I don't know. Like, sure. Are you sure? Lord of the Rings is not a one-to-one. It's just, yeah, it's, just, it's a great time to be a nerd to enjoy just like nerd culture. Like Lord of the Rings. There uh, has Game never Thrones, been a better Star time. Wars. It's amazing. In my lifetime to be a nerd ever. Because you have your your, your choice of video games is insane. Like, mm-hmm. you, don't, I don't like the new stuff. I want stuff with systems. Cool. Go play an older game. I'm all about the new grab. Cool, go play a newer game. Uh, all of the things that we grew up reading are now being put onto screen as major motion pictures and shows and things like that. Uh, uh, Star Wars is fleshing out a universe beyond the movies. Like, it's the best time to ever to be a nerd. And mm-hmm. what is it met with? Everyone fucking complaining all the time. It's infuriating. Infuriating. I mean, it's like that in the Star Wars fandom too. You know, like you can't you can't enjoy certain parts. You know, I was like reading I, like, a, a thread in the coffee house, your um, your your community the other yeah, day, yeah, yeah. and it was the Star Wars or Star Trek thread. Did you read that one? No, I did not. Uh, it's not bad. No, they were all like super nice. Uh-huh. I just found it interesting that all the Star Trek, the Trekkies, were basically saying like we don't have these problems in our fandom. Like they they don't act like this in our fandom. I don't know Star Trek. So I'm speaking from a completely yeah. ignorant place. I've never, I, I've never heard someone go like, "Oh man, Next Generation so much better than Deep Space Nine." Fuck you if you like Voyager. You know, it's just like people don't because it's just like it's one continuous story telling 
you know, telling the story of humanity trying to survive its its trip through the through the universe. Right. Like that's the beauty of Star Trek. And that's also the beauty of Star Star Wars as well, is like it's you know, it's good versus evil. It's the same way in Star Trek. Like Star Trek is the Federation versus like all of these bad things. It's all about the, you know, the all these different aliens and coming together and fighting, you know, for the for the good of, of the universe. Um it is weird. It is really strange that there's an elitism in and Star Wars, and I don't feel like you really. Yeah, I think that's true. You really don't see that in Star Trek. Well, in most in most fandoms, it stems from the book readers. If it was a book first, so your Dunes, your Game of Thrones, your or uh, Song of Ice and Fire. Sorry, book readers, um, and uh, uh, your Lord of the Rings, Middle Earth. It all stems from the folks that are like, well, I read the book and. Yeah. And they don't leave that artistic representation as it goes to the screen open. So I just, I'm reading The Hobbit with Hunter. I just listened to it on, on Audible too as well. And what I'm noticing is there are things in those books that never made into movies or things they expanded upon using ancillary content in the movies or things they just sure. fucking made up as well. I will 100% admit that. They're not great movies, but they're still fun in my opinion. My big thing is not everything you read on a page is going to translate well to a screen. And people don't always like. They don't. They don't do that. Even you say with the Star Wars books, like the the novelization of the movies that oh, you it's got more so much better than the movies. But you get more out of it. But a lot of the those things, in my opinion, wouldn't make it to the screen because there's no way to like. You would, you would make someone fall asleep. Like the right. average viewer doesn't give a flying rat's ass about these little details that like when you go and watch Harry Potter. Great example. Go and read the Harry Potter book and then go watch the movie. There is so much stuff that is taken out because it just doesn't make sense within the two hours and so ever many minutes you have to tell a story. That's right. why I think that's why I think the streaming videos do a way better job than this than the movies. Like these these TV shows, these whatever you want to call them now, these these streaming episodes of shows, um, they do a far better job because they have the time. They have the ability to take a deep breath and explain someone's story within an episode and it makes sense in the larger picture because you're dealing with six to eight hours of storytelling versus two. So I think that's also another thing. Could you imagine if we had a Harry Potter, like if it was just, if it was seasons, if every season was a book, that 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 would be so much better because you'd have the time to explain all of these things. You'd have like one episode could just be about one one little part of the book. And we're uh, starting to see that now. Like Wheel of are. Time, Wheel of Time was the first one to come out and and do that. But even then, the Wheel of Time fans were like, "This is, no, you skip too much. You skip too much. You skip too much." So even then, and then the rumor because Netflix, I think three or four years ago, bought the rights to Narnia. Ah, the rumor is that each book is going to be a season. Yeah, so it'll be a seven That's season the best series. Way to do it. Oh, and that series is phenomenal. Oh, it's so it's good. amazing, but so like. Good. You know that people are going to be like, "Well, you left this minute detail." I, I out. think at the end of the day, you've got to you've got to take the book in one hand, or whatever, the novelization in one hand, and the movie in the other, and you just you can't really let them cross. You have to enjoy them for what they both are, and they're just forms of entertainment. Because if you go if you go and read a book, or if you went and watched the movie, but you never you never did the the inverse of it you would enjoy that story to its fullest because that's all you know. Right. And it's so like, that's the frustrating part is like, I feel like as I got older, I started to recognize that more because I got really upset about that with Harry Potter as a kid because I read all the books and then I went and watched the movies. And I'm just like, oh man, they left my favorite part out. They left this thing out that I really liked. And as I got older, I started to realize like, ah, yes, like it's not going to be a one to one because it took me so many hours. It took me so many days to get through this book. How could they do it in a movie? Um, one of, so. one of the interesting things, um, to that point from house of the dragon. And this, this is also the difference between the person that created the world and the story being involved in the production, which we also heard from George R. R. Martin this week that he was not involved in the last few seasons of the show, which is painfully evident. Um, uh, uh, you, have you, you, you haven't watched it yet, right? Not yet. So you've seen the pictures, though, of the black guy with the white dreads, the gray hair. Yes. Okay, so that's Lord Corliss Valerion. Love him. In okay. the books, he's white. In this, he's black. And his house is, is made children, everything, they're, they're black. 
um, the racists come out from under their rocks and crawl out and they're like, do you know who made the decision to make him black in the show? Who do you think? George R.R. fucking Martin, the guy that wrote the damn story. So you're going to tell that guy that in his live adaptation of the world he built in his head, he is not allowed to change the way a character looks. Sounds like elitism to me. That's um, crazy, dude. When you're just like, I know about more about this than you do. It's like it's in, it's from his head. <laughs> that would be like you telling. Oh, no. That would be like like what Freddie Prince's rant uh, about the Force and George yeah. Lucas and Dave Filoni, like the people that say like, no, this is how the Force works, and Dave is like, no, this is how the Force works because George told me. Mm-hmm. It's that, it's that, and that is that is the part of fandoms that I just I they drive me insane. Tim. I mean, like it, it's frustrating because it, it, there's a there's a weird there's a weird thing with fandom where it's like you you get to a point where it's like you really start to fall in love with something. You know, you really start to like take it on. You're like you just you love everything about it. You want to learn as much as you can about it. And I feel like there's like this fine line where you where you can kind of tread where you're just like you're a super fan and then you're a psychopath. You know, it's just like, and it's really thin. Like, you, you kind of have to tiptoe on it. because You're just like, I really, really freaking love this. And you're like, oh, it's real. Nothing. No, I, I'm the only person who knows everything about it. Like, I, I, I really despise seeing that happen to people who are, like, super fans. Where they kind of just, like, they get full of themselves. And then just like, ooh, like, oh, you're not, ooh. And you don't- see, I feel like we see it all the time as, like, with video <coughs> games and, and as streamers. You know, we see, we see, you know, fans of, like, you know, of your content. A you know, great example. If someone is a fan of your content, like, oh, I love when you play all these different types of games. Then you play one game, and they're just like they become fixated on it, and then you switch. And you're like, where's this game? And you're like, dude, whoa, you loved Variety like two months ago. What's going on? Or the first day you play the game, and they're like, I guess you're playing this now. <laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, uh, yeah, it's 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 the toxicity that I just I can't, I can't get over, and the idea mm. that you know better. Yep. And it's okay not to like something. We, you and I talk about how we don't like things all the time in Star Wars. Yeah. But I'm not turning it I hate episode one and two. They're terrible movies. Aside from Duel of the Fates. They're horrible movies. Tim doesn't agree. That's fine. This is my opinion. I don't like those two movies. They're not I'm good. I'm agreeing with you, Kevin. None of those. Every time I terrible. watch through the franchise, I sit down and watch both movies because they're part of the story. Yeah, no, I and I don't care. I will listen to Anakin whine and moan the entire time. I'm glad Hayden came back and redeemed himself. It actually made me very happy, uh, and he could play Vader for as long as he wants to. In my opinion, that is, that is the way I feel that most people should react to things they don't like in their fandoms. Uh, Paul Paul put it in our our uh, chat here. The internal dialogue in Dune, like Paul Atreides talks to himself throughout the entire book. It's in the older movie too, but in the new one they didn't go that route. And people, you know, people are like, oh, da, 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 the internal dialogue. And I'm like, the movie was a cinematic masterpiece. And you're going to split hairs on little things like that? The story was told. It's just, it drives me nuts that people won't let someone interpret their version of the story and, and bring it to life. And won't and just enjoy it for what it is. And if you don't want to enjoy it for what it is, don't watch it. Yeah, I mean, like it's, it. It, we're we're seeing that across the board. I think when it comes to even like you know video games and and shows and movies, just like everyone wants it their way, and like and it, you can't make everybody happy. Um, and so and that's and that's the one thing too is like when it comes to people who are developing the games or developing the shows for these for these fans, you know how how far do you swing of listening to the fan base and kind of taking your own direction because like. I feel like sometimes people are afraid to go their own direction now because of the backlash, because of how vocal people can be on social media, on TikTok, on YouTube. And they can, you know, they can be very, very loud about the things they don't like. And they, you know, it might be a few people, but those few people can be very, very loud and, and, and disrupt. And so, you know, do you think people are too afraid to get creative because they're creative with these stories because they're afraid of the backlash? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't play Destiny anymore, but the announcements for Destiny yesterday, I was in, in Ben's chat watching everyone get really excited and happy. Yeah. And, you know, I joked, Bianchi was in there, and I joked when they announced their matchmaking for raids. I was like, ah, oh, they finally listened to me. And he said, Kevin is Bungie. 
<laughs> and I said, you say that to me in Palpatine's voice, Bianchi. And he said, how do you know I didn't? Um, but just little things like that. Like, I don't play the game anymore, but I'm really happy that all my friends are so excited to jump into this new content. Hell, maybe I will give it another spin. You never know. Um, so it, it's it, be happy for other people when like things happen. If you don't like it, just don't watch it. Shut up. Like, I don't care about oh, your opinion on Twitter. That's all I'm about saying. My opinion. I, I don't care about your opinion on Twitter. I really don't, especially if it's negative. Uh, uh, if it's gr- good, great, let's talk. If you have constructive criticism and you want to talk about like something in Star Wars that you and I have disagreed on things in Star Wars before, then great, let's have a conversation. Let's get a beer and just shoot the shit or be on stream, whatever it may be. But like, don't sit there and just shit all over something somebody else likes. Like, It's yeah. just not, not cool. So, Speaking of shitting on things people like... Oh we had heard a few weeks ago that uh, the Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake was on hold. Yeah. But Jason Schreier reported this week that it is getting moved to a new studio. Um, and that's in Bloomberg where Jason writes. Uh, Saber Interactive's East, one of Saber Interactive's Eastern European studios. Now, um, both devs are owned by Embracer Group. Embracer Group is going around the gaming industry now buying everything. Great. They just bought all the gaming IP rights to Lord of the Rings. Uh, they're involved with Star Wars now. There's a whole mm-hmm. bunch of stuff they just bought. I want to be excited about this, but now I'm worried. Yeah, okay. So so here are some of Saber Interactive Studios. So you've got Saber, 3D Realms, 4A Games, Aspire. So Aspire was one of this was the studio that was working on this. You also yep. have uh, Slipgate, you have Zen Studios, Tripwire, Sandbox Strategies. Um, so, like, none of these studios, to me, scream, man, we got this. Uh, some of the games that have come out from, from Saber, um, Evil Dead, the game, which actually is, you know, is okay. It's not, not bad. Uh, it's a pretty fun game if you really like the Evil Dead uh, yeah, universe. Uh, Space Marines 2, World War Z Aftermath, uh, Snow Runner. So a couple of these games that have been, you know, like, kind of like, you know, kind of hits. You know, some of these games have kind of taken off a little bit. You know, nothing like big, but they've done okay. I just don't feel confident enough for them to be able to go to take this game that's being that has been developed in one studio, so a labor of love by you know X amount of people for three years. You take all of that work, things that people know inside and out, and you take it away from them, and you send it off to another studio that hasn't touched it yet. I mean, we don't even know how much they've they've put their hands on it. So now they've got to go back and learn at least some of this stuff to then go forward. I'm really, really worried about this game. Like, I don't. Want yeah. To, I don't want to play it at this point. Yeah. So, um. Paul saying Microsoft Sony Embracer is a Microsoft Sony sized group that has a bunch of dev houses. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. So again, that is for clarification. Thank you, Paul. Um, they are basically the way Sony and Microsoft have a bunch of studios under their wing. Embracer has. Yeah, a they're bunch just of a big. They're well. just a big publisher. Yeah. Um, and just but you know going through some of these studios, they have these these developers that are under their you know their umbrella. They're just not a lot of large debt. Like they're not big names that stand out. Like, oh yeah, I played that one game that these guys did, and it was super awesome. Granted, you know? Aspire was not a big name either when they were developing it, and but they were working on the the all of the remake, not the remakes. The the right, Star remasters. Wars Republic Commando. Uh, they have Coder two, Civ, Sim, Coder. Um, they've done a bunch of indie games. Um, so I mean, like they've, I mean, like they've done a decent. I mean, they have a decent catalog, and like you said, they did all these ports and stuff. So like they have, they have that Star Wars culture kind of like already there. Right. It just worries me to see where what what this is going to be at the end of the day. Yeah. Because I'm starting to lose faith in the idea that this is going to be everything we predicted, and that this might be you know graphically improved. And that might be it. Yeah, because I mean, like, so Aspire, you know, Knights of the Republic, Knights of the Republic 2, Force Unleashed, Myth 4, Star Wars Republic Commando, Star Wars Racer. Uh, so, yeah, like, they, they already had a bunch of Star Wars games under their belt that they were pushing out. 
you know, is it is it going to be? I don't think it's going to be a reskin of the port they just pushed out a couple. What was it last year? Yeah. So like, I don't I don't think they're gonna do that. I feel like that would that that would piss off more people than it would anything else. It's being touted and sold to us as a remake, um, and and right. in the vein that Final Fantasy and and some of these exactly. Other games and if they don't Resident if they Evil. don't deliver. If they don't do, deliver something to Resident Evil or to Final Fantasy VII, people are going to riot. I agree. And I will be one of those people because, you know. You I, don't of... think, I don't think uh, Lucas, Lucas Games would, would let that happen. I hope not. I hope they're smarter than that. But my point is this. And someone, and it was similar with Lord of the Rings. Um, and, and I'll make the connection in a second. But Star Wars games do not have a good track record. They no. don't. In general, Jedi Fallen Order was one of the only games in recent memory to pop off without a hitch. Battlefront fixed their shit, but that original stuff was garbage. Uh, 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 Squadrons was was decent. Squadrons was good, but it was almost like a B indie game. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't amazing, you know. Like I mean, but it was. It was sold as a forty dollar game. It had a really. And that's what it was, and it was. It was was a forty dollar game. It had. It had a fun single player, and if you had joysticks and a VR helmet, then holy crap, that was quite the experience. But is that what this is going to be? Is this another $40 Star Wars game? That's God, where my I head is at. Not. If it is, man, people are going to burn something down because it's way more than, than a $40 game. I people think. are but, building it up, including me in their minds, it to be on the level of Jedi Fallen Order when it comes to like the I, if, grandiose If it's not like a Final picture. Fantasy VII experience, I'm going to be pissed. So at the end of the day, you know, they don't have a great tracker because someone said like, oh, um, uh, who was it? Weta Workshop is signing on with... Um, What's the studio? Who's that? What a workshop is the one that made all the props and makeup and everything for the original Lord of the Rings movies, Rings of Power, oh, The Hobbit, cool. and they did the Warcraft movie. They've done a ton of movies. Um, so the reason the orcs look the way they do, that's what yeah. a workshop. Um, gotcha. So they sign on to make a game with I forget Private Division. Um, and someone sent me the article, and I was like, "Look, I want to be excited, but Lord of the Rings games have a horrendous track record of getting canceled." And the fact that the Gollum game is the only one that's coming out in, in like, makes me furious. And then they go, Shadow Ward, Shadow Mortar. Great games. Let's be honest. It's not like the Lord of the Rings experience we've all been looking for. No, that it's... was more like Assassin's Creed in Lord of the Rings. Right. And I'm, I'm literally playing through Shadow War right now. It's so much fun. But that is not, like, the authentic Middle Earth experience that no, people want. The, the we want an time... open world RPG. Yeah, the last time I remember playing a really good Lord of the Rings video game was The Two Towers. Return of the King and Two Towers. Two Towers on the PlayStation. God, the games are phenomenal. Dude, the, the, the Helm Deep is, oh my God, that battle is so much fun. Yeah, so and the good. music's playing. The, da, 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 and the ladders are coming up. You're trying to push the ladders off. Remember, you could choose to play as as uh, Aragorn, Gimli, or Legolas. Yeah, so... Uh, that was my point, though, is like Lord of the Rings, you have a terrible track record with games yep. like the, the White Council was supposed to be the open world RPG developed by EA mm-hmm. for uh, uh, Middle Earth. And it got canceled. And I will never forgive them for that, because that that was touted to me as like that was like Skyrim in Middle Earth, which is all I've ever wanted to do. Um, and it, this is what bugs me is. It comes down to this is like so many people would buy your stupid open world RPG game if you just made it. Look at yeah. Jedi Fallen Order. It's the perfect example. Everyone said single player. Remember the the CEO EA was like single player games are dead. It's about multiplayer. Da, 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 da. And then he got flamed. Mm-hmm. And then later that year, his publishing company put out Jedi Fallen Order and it sold more units than like they knew what to do with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Proving that single player RPGs in the right setting are probably some of the most profitable games. It's the it's the profitability of going back to the well that they don't like from those games. Yeah. And that's why they like the multiplayer games because they can prop up stuff. Everyone wants the next Fortnite. Everyone wants it because Fortnite's like still even though they're not the top of directors, it's still swimming in cash still because it, dude. they like the fact that they revolve that store every 36 hours just like I've all right, so here's a bunch money. of new skins. I've spent so much money in the past 72 hours on Fortnite. It's dumb. I bought the battle pass. I bought the Dragon Ball skins. I paid the extra money to get the twenty-five extra levels because I was already at like forty something. So I pay, I was like, yeah, hell yeah, I'll go to eighty. And there I was. Like it was, and it was so easy. 
and it felt I felt okay doing it. I was like, oh yeah, I've you know I've spent decent amount of time in Fortnite. Like you know, I might as well. Yeah, and 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 that's the thing. Like it, it's everyone wants that, but that single player RPG experience that that need to create that quality game, that yeah. single player RPG Star Wars experience that we all want, where we go from planet to planet. You know, they're like, oh well, you can play the MMO. Yeah, but no, I want the graphic, <coughs> the graphical improvements. Exactly. I want all of the other stuff. I want the fluidity uh, of it. Right. I, we all want the next Skyrim experience because everyone remembers the first time they played Skyrim. Yeah. Or Morrowind. Maybe that it's was Morrowind my first for time you. It was Morrowind. Morrowind changed my life. I On didn't Xbox. know a video game could do that. Yep. Literally changed my life. I had no idea that that was some. I could pick my person be that person mm -hmm. and explore this world with no boundaries, yep. none, zero, zilch. There was a map. I, I actually, I remember taking the insert out of the Xbox dual case and it was a full map and I had it, I had it pinned up on my wall to figure out where that's I was how going. you got around. That's how I got around because I had to follow the map. It, it, just like a real adventurer. Yep. And that, really that, cool. that art is lost. That is the one thing that sure. we've lost with games yeah. is We've made things like that a little bit too easy and accessible, and the money gets dumped into things that they can rinse, repeat, recycle, and you know just generate cash with instead of a quality experience. I'm not saying every developer and every publisher out there thinks this way, but the majority do now. When back then, everyone was trying to make the next Morrowind or the next Oblivion. Um, so uh, uh, you know, it's I I hope I hope that this is what they originally sold us, yeah. which is a complete remake, a revamp, new combat system, and everything. I hope it is just not a reskinned pile of shit. I mean, like, how much did they actually promise us when they announced it other than just giving us the trailer? Did they really, like, did they give us any big promises for the what? This not any huge promises, no. But I... I'm just trying to you make go sure back, that they didn't, like, set our expectations and then we're just going to get, like, we're going to get divisioned. If you go back and play that, or... or uh, and yeah, play the old game. The first thing you're going to say is, well, the combat system needs to be rehaul, rehaul. Like they can't just dump that combat system in. Yeah. And then again, if you compare it to Final Fantasy VII, you can right. do it the old way or you can do it the new way. You can mm -hmm. choose. And yeah. that should be what we're getting, you know? Yeah. And again, a lot of these are the expectations I build up myself and others and message boards and we collaborate. But at some point, if you say you're remaking a game, not remastering, it sets a level of expectation and that's my point you know when tony hawk uh pro skater one and two came out those were remakes right like i went into the warehouse and the way my mind registered the graphics when i was a kid was the what i was seeing on the screen yeah because you go back and look at old games you're like this didn't look like this when i was a yeah kid. man it, it seems like our brains definitely filled in a lot of the gaps because yeah yeah, I remember games looking a lot different when I was a kid. I play I played one of the old God of Wars uh yeah. a few months ago and I was like, No, it didn't look like this back then. No, it looked so much better. Kratos was like a god with a six pack ab, not a pixel. Could you imagine mess. going back and playing like uh like Need for Speed? Like those cars oh. look so real to me, man. I bet but I bet you if I go back and look at it now, like uh, Terrible. Um, like uh what was that like most wanted or whatever, like underground. You know, you could do the neon lights. I bet you it was just like just like just purple, just 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 beams, just bars. Even uh, I played Empire at War, the Star Wars uh, RTS oh, yeah. game. I I was looking at it. I'm like, no, it didn't look like this. This is not how I remember it. Like, it looked so much better. Pixels. I lived on that damn game. Was there more detail in it than <coughs> I remember? Oh, my God. Yeah. Same with Battle for Middle Earth, too. Mm. That game, those two games ruled summers for me. I like, my mom was like, go outside and play with your friends. And I'm like, I. Video game, am, mom. I am currently sieging Mordor, so you need to give me like 20 minutes. Um, so, yeah, they didn't look like that. And yeah. it's one thing to improve the graphics, but in this sense, you sold me on a remake, not a remaster. Right. A remaster is fine. I played the Republic Commando remaster. Wonderful. Great memories. I'm glad they cleaned it up. Same with the Coder 2. still like really blocky? Oh, it's horrible. Okay. Um, but the memories that, and, and the nostalgia that you get from it, you, just, yeah. you don't care after a while. Sure. Um, this is this was sold to me as a remake, and that's what I'm expecting, and that's getting, what all of us yeah. are expecting. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, um, one last thing, Tim, I'll let you talk about the 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 blast the lightsaber blaster before I don't we get out of here. Why today. this showed up on Star Wars news? But go ahead, Kevin. 
uh, uh, Jedi turns lightsaber to blaster. Darth Vader comic number ten by Charles Sewell and Giuseppe. Oh God, Kamakoli, yeah. Gabagool. Um, what? Darth Vader is battling a Jedi master named Master New. Uh-huh. who does the unthinkable in an effort to defeat the Dark Lord once and for all. Master New inserts her lightsaber into the chamber of a high-tech rifle yeah. that harnesses the energy of the kyber crystal into a long-range blaster. Unfortunately, yeah. this blaster uses up the lightsaber's power incredibly quickly, leaving the hilt as nothing but a melted and utterly useless reflection of what it once was. Basically, yeah. while the blaster packs a punch, unlike any other in the galaxy, it is only really good for a few immensely strong blasts. Go ahead, Tim. I mean, that's... That's it. I don't know why that showed up in news because, like, so the the whole idea of like using using a kyber crystal for a weapon is not new. I mean, like, that's the Death Star. That's how the Death Star works. Is that they went and harvested a bunch? Yeah, and like that's how that's how uh, Starkiller Base works because it's essentially just Ilum is a massive kyber crystal at that point, and they harvested and turned it into a weapon. Um, Ezra's so the idea, lightsaber. yeah, Ezra's lightsaber is another great example of like he has a blaster built into it, so he can you know go back and forth. Um, so like this is nothing new, but like the idea of being able to like th- this 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 uh, machine that was made to meld with a Jedi weapon is very interesting because we see that in High Republic, you know, like that's how the Jedi communicated with their technology is that there was this bridge between them and the machine. It was the Force, and so like there was this Force connection, and they don't they put don't they put their, their isn't their lightsaber essentially like the ignition key. They yes. put it in there, and it like, and it, it forms in with with their um with their kyber crystal. It's another like power source. So like, none of this is like new. Um, but it is very very cool that they're starting to expand on this more. The idea of like having these machines that that meld with kybers or that utilize the kyber energy and can weaponize it. So it actually would be really cool for them to really build upon that. And maybe we'll even see that in in a visual adaptation for shows. You know, like the idea of, you know, like I, it's something I could totally see it happening in like the Ahsoka show, you know, them yeah. utilizing a, a lightsaber or something like that, you know, to, as a weapon. You know, what, 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 I mean, Ezra, the idea of them finding Ezra, like what if Ezra is just out there just making freaking force weapons? You, know, you have no idea. If you think about it, um, if you think about it like this, I'm trying to think mm-hmm. about it like adapting it to a live adaptation. Somebody's lightsaber would have to break to do it, obviously, from what we see. Um, on the if you do it on the fly instead of making something like Ezra did. But like you said in Ahsoka, we could see Ezra's literally lightsaber in action with the blaster built in. Yeah. But I'm thinking of like some action scene where it's like this desperate moment and they have to get a shot across to something that's gonna and someone like shoves their lightsaber in just like oh. that. But I'm trying <laughs> to think. I'm thinking like High Republic Acolyte would probably be because Everyone's lightsabers in our current era are kind of like set. We can't really destroy any of them because lightsabers are a pretty big deal. But I yes. can see it happening in like High Republic or something, you some you sort buy, of adaptation there. You can there. go and buy Ezra's lightsaber in Target. Just walking down the Star Wars aisle and you actually like Ezra's blasters there and you can actually you can get it. Uh, cool. Give you? Yeah, I just thought that was neat. Just like the like it, seeing it in real life. I mean, it's like plastic and stuff, but. Is it one of the fold-out ones that you have to do? Yeah, this yeah, with? it is. Yeah, but it's just like the the idea. It, it has like it has like the handguard on it, so it's like you know for him to hold it, and uh, it just it looks really big and clunky. It's just like it's not very elegant. You know, it looks like it does on Rebels, where it's just like it's not this elegant weapon that you come to know and love for all of these other Jedi. It's practical. You know, he needed it to be multi-purpose, like a Swiss Army knife. Yeah, uh, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, he uh, uh, yeah, and he made it on the fly in the ship. So I mean. It would make sense how that happened, but God, I'm real, so ready for Ahsoka. You got a little ways to go there, but no, I, I just really hope Andor just like I hope it just satisfies me. But you know, I just I really hope it just just fills that little that little void that I that I have right now. Um. So, Tim, what are you you're doing a lot of space magic for the rest of the week, right? Yeah. Well, we're gonna do some Destiny. We got some Fortnite. Yeah. Probably a little Tarkov. Did- are you doing the Destiny skins in Fortnite? Yeah, I'll be doing. Yeah, uh huh. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um. Well, yeah. So, uh, if you're out there and uh, uh, you're hanging out, make sure you go to fb.gg/darkness429 to uh, check out some of the new Destiny stuff that Tim's going to be playing. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Our, I'm sorry, not Lord of the Rings. Our Middle Earth Rings of Power D and D adventure yes. starts in just a few weeks. Uh, we're very excited to launch that. Uh, two folks have been announced as part of the campaign. Uh, well, you three. Are one of those. 
Captain Robear uh, will be our DM. Uh, Christy Pride from the You Have My Sword podcast, who is one of the funniest people on the internet when it comes to Lord of the Rings stuff, oh. uh, uh, will be joining us. And myself, Ooh. I don't know why Paul said our resident Tolkien scholar, because that's going to get me in trouble. I know yeah. a lot, but I don't know everything. Oh. So I have people, like, people are going to come for me. It's especially been when I start... said on the internet, so it is true now. Ah, so. uh, okay. Yeah, right, people are going to come for me. When I start pronouncing places wrong, so but I've already started watching YouTube videos to refresh my memory about the second age and things. Yes, so, of course. Um, yeah, we, we, I, I have to be. I want. I want to get you. You need, to, you need to come in with like a like a like a pipe and a jacket on. Ah. I have a, a pipe. It's made from camel bone. I got it in Turkey on my honeymoon, Ooh. and I got it because it has a lion carved in it. And I, we were talking about Narnia earlier. Narnia is one of my favorite universes. Uh, and it looks like Aslan on the thing. It's just it's decorative in my house, but I could probably, you know, you probably could, yeah. Put some, put some. Just uh, don't smoke anything out of it because your lungs. No, I do bubbles and just blow bubbles oh. the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you check out everything Tim's working on. Darkest four two nine all over the internet, and again, fb.gg/slash darkest four two nine Monday through Friday, nine a.m. ish Eastern. I'm Kevin. You can uh, chat with me on Instagram, kmagic101, Kevin X Vision on Twitter. Hold on, I got a call. <coughs> And everything else I do is on raredrop.co. I got to go take my inhaler. You have a good one. Tim, take us out. (laughs) May the force be with you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.